Nurgle is the Lord of Decay, who presides over physical corruption and morbidity. He is the father of plagues, and putrefactions are attracted to him like flies to a rotted corpse. For his amusement, he devises foul contagions that he inflicts upon the mortal world, the result of which greatly fascinate him. Nurgle's gaze thus drawn to those mortals bloated with sickness, and he generously favors those who spread disease in his name. To Nurgle, every rattled corpse is a welcoming nursery for wriggling maggots and cloying plague spores. Every stagnant lake and rotting forest is a paradise in which parasitic larvae and bountiful poxes can flourish. These are the gifts that Nurgle lavishes upon the mortal realms, and if there is malice behind his generosity, it is directed only to those ingrates who try to decline his offerings. Hello, all you wonderful listeners. It is I, Nobbler G, and welcome to Nurgle November, a lore study of all things Nurgle in the Age of Sigmar setting. This series will take us through what we know and do not yet know of Nurgle and all of his followers leading up to their awesome release this December. So please, sit back and enjoy this look into the Plague Father's world of corruption in the series brought to you by Grimdark Live, called Nurgle November. This is the tale of the Heralds of Nurgle. We shall start with the Maggot King, the Reckoner of Mortality, the Tallyman, Epidemus. Epidemus is Nurgle's chosen Tallyman, one of the seven proctors of pestilence, and the cataloger of all of the Plague Lord's diseases. Epidemus's task is an unending one, and it generates a great deal of paperwork, so he rides a palaquin to share the burden, and to more easily force a path through Nurgle's hordes. Two dozen Nurglings attend to the tallymen's every need, providing the parchment, operating the death's head abacus, excreting the ink for a quill of pens, and even defending Epidemus from harm should a foolish enemy venture too close. Epidemus broods no idleness or distraction from his helpers, who, unlike other Nurglings, remain deathly silent lest they disturb the master from his task, and thus rouse his ire. Like Nurgle, Epidemus abhors anything that distracts from the serious matter of life and death. The only sound that can be heard are the gooey shufflings as Nurglings heave the palaquin forward, and the irritable scratching of the tallyman's quill as he seeks to keep his records up to date. From his perch, Epidemus surveys the thrift and the splendor of Nurgle's creations, making note of casualties and infection rates, as well as secondary symptoms such as unusual colorations and odors. This information, properly collated and distilled, is of incredible value to Grandfather Nurgle, but must be recorded with absolute precision, and in a timely fashion to have any use. Epidemus's path through the mortal and eternal realms is unpredictable, 
for he goes wherever the spore of pestilence leads him. He is busiest of all when Nurgle's power is strong, for the might of the Plague Lord is linked to the constantly shifting ebb and flow of disease. Campaigning armies, with all the poor hygiene and unamendable diseases that entail, offer a glut of work for the tallyman, but also present rare opportunities for more unusual studies. Of greatest interest to Epidemus are infections and fevered behaviors afflicting determined or ambitious souls. Nurgle's cankerous plagues do not merely infest the physical form, they also run virently rampant throughout a being's soul, destroying his sense of self and moral direction as thoroughly as they corrupt his fevered body. Observing this decline is a rare privilege. A skilled observer, and there are none more skilled than a vile epidemus, can read this flaked and crumbled trail of soul stuff as it departs the mortal coil, gleaning all manner of knowledge and adding a portion of the spirit's strength to his. As an offer of thanks, Epidemus and his entourage strike bells and gongs when such a soul finally succumbs, ushering the tainted spirit into Nurgle's paternal and welcoming embrace. What happens to it there, none can say. Least of all, Epidemus, whose interest in a subject dies along with its physical shell. Happily, there are always fresh victims to investigate. But there are others that tally Grandfather Nurgle's gifts. Let me tell you about the Spoilpox Scriveners. The heralds, known as the Spoilpox Scriveners, are given a specific task by Grandfather Nurgle. It is their lot to tally the Taliban, to audit their ceaseless counting and to ensure that their calculations are accurate. To accomplish their role, scriveners are equipped with endless scrolls upon which they use special quills made from the plucked tail feathers of the Lord of Change. They record the number of diseases counted by the plague bearers to double check later and scribble down the names of any plague bearers that lose count. All the while, scriveners variably browbeat those around them their nasal voices amplified by their distended jaws, which can bite a man in half. Such constant abuse has a strange motivational effect upon the plague bears, forcing them to concentrate upon their chanting count and move with all of the haste of their swollen, fluid-ridden joints can muster. Scriveners themselves are sullen and spiteful creatures. They long to catch their fellows with a mistake, or, even better, to record enough wrongdoing to actually punish them. Those found to make repeated mistakes are slated for the dread fate of the chortling moraine. And for those unfortunate plague bearers who are now succumbed to the chortling moraine, let me now tell you about the sloppity bile pipers. You see, my friends, not all of the plagues created by Nurgle turn out as planned many of them being just a minor inconvenience rather than a world-sweeping contagion. Some attempts prove even more disastrous, such as the pox that was meant to gnaw flesh, but instead proved to be something of a disinfectant. That catastrophe was never spoken of again, not even by the boldest of the great unclean ones. 
The disease that eventually became known as the chortling moraine was at first believed to be a damp squib, but when it was repurposed as punishment, it was swiftly became one of the Lord of Plague's favored creations. The chortling moraine becomes truly infectious when it settles into a plague bearer, ever the most organized and glum of Nurgle's creations. A demon infected with the chortling moraine usually as a result of failing his counting, abandons his characteristic shuffling gait and steady, measured droning as he falls into what can only be described as a comedic fever. So infected, he capers and quips, jabbering light-heartedly at any who will listen amidst the dour, endless counting of the plague bears. It is only too obvious to pick out who is the one that has been so afflicted. Once the symptoms of the chortling moraine fully infest, its victim is given the title of Sloppity Bilepiper, and a new task, gifted with a gut pipe and a staff, these budding heralds are sent to amuse Nurgle's Taliban's as they march to war. Admittedly, the antics of the Bilepipers wholeheartedly fail to impress the gloom-ridden plague bears, but the great unclean ones and Nurglings find the steady stream of jokes and nonsense songs hilarious. The greater demons unleash booming belly laughs that send rotten innards splashing out in waves, while Nurglings shriek with laughter. Even beasts of Nurgle flop about with extra enthusiasm, not understanding, but eager to join the fun. Invigorated by the Bile Piper's exploits, great unclean ones and Nurglings set about their vile work with extra vigor. Unfortunately for Nurgle's foes, demons with the chortling moraine are infectious, and the warp-born disease can cause mortals and the demons of other gods to laugh with ever-growing hysterics until their hearts burst or their sides split open. Despite their augmentative roles, Biopipers themselves are doomed, for the chortling moraine always gets the last laugh, or not. As the disease goes into remission and the bearer fails to raise the least of the titters from even the jolliest of the great unclean ones, the herald is subjected to a cruel magic that devolves him in twisting agony, reshaping him into a set of pestial gut pipes. The tools of the trade, you see, that will eventually be given to his desperately grinning replacement. This has been a study of the Heralds of Nurgle. But we're not done with the Heralds of Nurgles yet, my friends. No. There is a very special one coming soon. Please be on the lookout for the Grand Cultivator. Thank you. Hello, and thank you for listening to this installment of Nurgle November. I hope you enjoyed this bit of fun as we head towards the new release for Nurgle uh, for Age of Sigmar 3.0. So be on the lookout for more Nurgle Novembers to come very, very soon. But until then, stay gross, you gamer goons. See you next time. Bye. Remember this, my little pimples. The grandfather loves you. Let me blow you a kiss. (laughs) 